welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. I'm really stoked to share my conversation with horror writer Ali Malenenko this week to finish off Women's History Month. I will be traveling and away next week, so this is the last episode for March. Allie writes middle-grade horror novels like Ghost Girl and the upcoming Disappearing House. We talked about how Scooby-Doo and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark were her gateway drugs into horror, what it was like to see Scream in theaters in 1996, and why her favorite subgenre is psychological horror and why she just can't deal with home invasion horror. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I think that's it. So let's finish off Women's History Month with my conversation with horror writer Ali Malinenko. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for joining for this week's episode. I'm joined by Ali Malienko. We connected on Twitter, and she's a horror writer who's released a couple books called Ghost Girl and This Appearing House. I'm really excited to chat with her, so let's bring her on. Hey, Ali. Hey, Allison. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. Talk some horror. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Allie. I'm a horror writer. I write, I've published, well, I write a lot of different things, but my most recent books are middle grade horror, which surprises people. Because uh, they're like, wow, is that a thing? And I'm like, it's definitely a thing. It's very much a thing. Um, so the first one is called Ghost Girl, and that came out last summer. And my second one's coming out this summer called Disappearing House. It's not a sequel or anything. It's a completely separate story. And other when I'm not working on writing, I am a librarian. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Librarians are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Okay. So if I'm going to do, all right. So I have two answers because like everyone, I can't pick just one. So if I'm just going to like straight comfort watch, like put on this movie, I'm going to love it every single time. I know every single line. It's definitely going to be Scream, the original. Nice. If I really, really, truly want to scare myself, like if I'm like, okay, let's just get traumatized now, it's The Strangers. Mm. Because I have a very big home invasion thing. <laughs> so The Strangers is just ugh, the worst. Um, and yet I watch it a lot, though, which is weird. It's like <laughs> like I said, I'm like, let's just traumatize myself. See how yeah. that goes. <laughs> the Strangers is one of those movies. I rewatched it for the first time a couple of years ago after seeing it in theaters. It wasn't as scary, but it was still very like tense. You know what it is for me? It's that it's the moment like that. that where are we do, do we, is it, I don't know if this is like a spoiler. It's a, how old is this movie? You can say spoilers for the strangers. I feel like it's, I feel like it's old enough that we can spoil things. So yeah, the moment that always gets me is the moment when she says to the killers, why are you doing this? Yes. And the response <laughs> is because you were home and yes. it just kills me to the bone. Like, Oh, freaking me out now <laughs> it's just so eerie I hate it but also I love it so you know yeah what did you think of the strangers to pray at night I did not watch it because I heard it was totally different and I just I never bothered yeah I actually I went from the strangers more to like a funny games place did you see funny games I have not watched funny games yet oh funny <laughs> game I'm funny games is also a brutal movie and they do funny games some a really weird thing happens in funny games where they like break the fourth wall 
and I'm totally fascinated by it. So put that on your list. You should check it out. Yeah, that's on my list. I have a list of like movies that I won't watch alone. Uh, I, ticked, <laughs> I ticked two of them off this week by watching The Loved Ones and Martyrs. So that was a fun night. Nice. That was nice. a very uplifting night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Strangers 2, Pray at Night, totally different. There's one really cool scene in a pool that might be worth oh, yeah? watching it for. But okay. if you, I'll, yeah. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon or Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? So I would have to say it's probably Scooby-Doo. I feel like it's a combination of Scooby-Doo and Owen Schwartz's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I tried to check out of my local library. I had like a whole stack of books. My mom took me there and I had it on the very top and she took one look at it and was like, absolutely not. And plucked it off the stack. And she was right too, because I was, I get, I was very scared as a kid. I was scared of everything. And then I wound up reading it, like sneaking reading it during a school. It was in the library and I just loved it. And I have to say, man, as someone who consumes like a lot of middle grade horror, the stuff is tame now compared to what he was doing with that book. Like the, that book is got, it is dark. <laughs> it, it does not have happy endings at all. So yeah, I'd say probably those two. That was, that was the start of it for me. Nice. And then like, you know, with movies, it was definitely would have been like Freddy Krueger for sure. So did you, yeah. what did you think of the film adaptation of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that came out in 2019? I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I heard both good and bad things about it. Okay. So it's, it's on, I just, I gotta get around to it. Did you see it? Did you like it? I did. I did like it. Um, I think it stays very true to the stories and it also visually very much looks like the artwork. All right. All right. I'm bumping books. up the list. Yeah. 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 It's not like my favorite thing that I've ever seen. I grew up also getting those books out of the library in elementary mm -hmm. school all the time. I love those books. I haven't reread them recently, but they're, yeah. I think every horror fan loves them. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the gateway. It was the gateway yeah. for sure. Well, that's that go goosebumps. So <laughs> yes. for me, oh, goosebumps. yeah, Stein. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Stein's amazing. Yeah. So what are your favorite horror books? For adults? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For adults. So I would say Altrin Blay is one of my favorite writers right now. Ketriana Ward is amazing. I've read, she has four books. I read them. I read every one of them. I recently, like the gods aligned and I freaking got a copy of her new one before it was published. Ooh. Like I got an arc of it. I felt so fancy <laughs> and it was it's called Sundial and it's phenomenal. The Last House on Needless Street that she did is getting made into a movie. I have no idea how they're going to film this because the twist in this book is wild. And anyone who says they saw it coming is an absolute liar. You did not see it coming. There's just no way. Nobody saw this coming. Okay. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's one of my absolute favorites. What is it called? Her name is Catriona Ward. And her the book that you will never see, you'll never see the twist coming, is called The Last House on Needless Street. Okay, cool. Maybe yeah. I will check that out when it's released. It's a good one. Oh, that one's out now. The, oh, the okay. new one is just came out was that I got the arc of. It's called Sundial, which is also excellent. Everything okay. she writes is great. Like you really, you can't, okay. you can't, you can't lose with her. Okay. I haven't heard of her before, but I have heard of Paul Tremblay before. Because mm -hmm. um, a Love YouTuber Paul. that I really like reads a lot of his stuff. I don't yeah. think I could because I think there's a lot of animal torture scenes in his books. There's some animal stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I can't do that. Are, are there animal scenes in this other writer's book? 
in Catriona stuff? Oh, in fact, on the last house on Needless Street, one of the there are multiple point of view narrators, and one of them is a cat, and it's delightful. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's no bad. There's no bad animal stuff in in hers. Okay, yeah, I will read there. that so I can't so I can't know the uh, so I can see the twist that I would never get guess Yes, coming. I mean yeah. you will not. You will, you will not. And if I I will not believe you if you tell me you were like oh I knew it was. I'm like no you did not. Yeah, <laughs> there's no I, way. I'm not good at predicting twists in movies <laughs> or anything. So yeah, good. That way you get to be surprised all the time. That's the best yeah. way. I mean, like a movie has one job and it's to like surprise me. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Do you, do you often find yourself as a librarian working, like helping kids find scary books? Do you guys? So I did, I'm not, I don't work as a children's librarian anymore. I now okay. work in an archive, which is super cool. And that has, you know, it's full of lots and lots of old stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I was a children's librarian, the most requested books by kids were scary stories. Absolutely. Nice. Hands down. And it's so funny too, because it's like, it's like there's so much weird gatekeeping that happens with like the media that kids are allowed to like absorb and I'm just like this is the stuff they want like yeah trust them if they want to read it they're ready to read it like (laughs) it's so weird I don't know yeah that's cool um so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre you know why I well I think we are perfectly sane and I think there's a lot to love about it you know it's it's funny listening to your show. I love how you always go into this. Like, what is it about us that makes us consume this media? And like, people think people who love horror are like crazy. And then they think that people who make horror are like, it's like next level. So I promise you, if you make horror for children, you're like peak, absolutely what is wrong with you level. And like I said before, I think that, I think that it just comes down to the fact that it is, it's what I call like safe scary. So like the world is horrific and adults know this and kids know this. They know the world is horrific too. Like it's a scary place and scary things happen and bad things happen. And I think that when you experience that through like a movie or a book or some kind of media, it lets you navigate those feelings in a way where you have some modicum of control over it. And I think it teaches you how to deal when bad things really do happen. You know, I I just, I, I don't, I think we're great for consuming horror, honestly. And I think people who claim that they don't consume horror don't realize how broad that term is. Like how many things can be considered horror if you just change the wording a little bit or like the branding on it. Like there was just recently a thing on Twitter where people were like, name a horror movie that isn't a horror movie. And all of them that that, like people were saying, I'm like, yeah, also a horror movie. Like Black Swan, definitely a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Donnie Darko, horror movie. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky <laughs> does not make rom-coms. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just that. Like pretty much anything dramatic has an element of horror in it. So, you know, I think people just, I think it's just the term. It just rubs people the yeah. wrong way. I don't know. <laughs> so do you think that your consumption of horror helped you maybe navigate the pandemic? a little bit easier than not horror I fans? I do, I do. I know there was that, I would. I was listening to your show and I know that they said that horror fans did mm-hmm. better dealing with the pandemic. And you know why I think that is? I think it's actually because of empathy. Because mm-hmm. storytelling by nature is just a giant act of empathy. You put something out in the world and you're like, this is how I feel about this thing or this thing happened to me. Does anyone else know what that feels like? And then somebody somewhere is like, yep, I know that. And you have that little connection there, that, that little bit of empathy that happens. And when you consume horror, it's it's that to a much higher degree because the stories you're telling 
are scary and the characters are in deeper, the stakes are just so much higher in horror. So your empathy response is going to be higher. Like you, there's a reason the final girl is the final girl, you know? So I think that like with lockdown happening and quarantine and the whole world just kind of becoming an unrecognizable place, I feel like people who consume horror just have greater empathy for when things happen. And I think it was just easier for us to take care of ourselves and to take care of each other, especially. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> What's your favorite subgenre in horror? Um, psychological, I would say. So I'm not really like, slashers are cool. I love Scream. It's probably the only franchise I could say that about though. But like, like things like The Strangers, things like Funny Games, The Grudge. Like I love, I love, Okay, that's actually, that is a franchise, isn't it? How many are there? There's only two. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's really not a franchise. It's no. <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> but like things like Hereditary, Midsommar, I loved. Pie Wacket. Have you yeah. ever seen Pie Wacket? Yeah, I, I watched that love, last year. I love Pie Wacket. I feel like that is just. That was dark. Wit. It was dark. <laughs> and I just, I don't know if I went into it like low expectations or no expectations, but I, I got to the end and I'm like, whoa, like that was, I just had an experience with that movie. So yeah, stuff like that is definitely probably my favorite. Nice. Yeah. I would, I would definitely agree. Psychological is the most fun yeah. for me. Yeah. You said you also have a thing with or for home invasion movies. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah. So I don't know where this fear came from. It's not like I've ever experienced a home invasion. Thank God. <laughs> like, I absolutely fucking couldn't handle it. But like, yeah. it just, it's noticed too. It's like, it, it gets even like more specific. Like you ever see those YouTube videos where like they, people catch people like secretly living in their house. Yes. Like yeah. in the cabinets and like oh. at night you see someone come crawling out. Like that is the stuff that keeps me awake at night. I'm like, is someone living in my cabinet? And I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just like, like I had this moment the other day where like, there was like, it wasn't the other day, it was a while ago, but there was like a fork that didn't match any other forks. And I'm like, who was in my house? What is happening? Like, I, that's where I go immediately. Not like, oh, I actually took on the wrong fork from work. No, immediately. I'm like, yeah. someone's clearly living in the closet. Great. Now I have, now I have this person in the closet. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's always, it's just always kind of freaked me out. Um, I was listening to another podcast and one of the guests was talking about how home invasion is so scary because you truly believe that like four walls are form any sort of protection and they just really don't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. Now I'm going to think about that forever. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. I've heard people say that like locking yourself in your home is only locking yourself in, not keeping anyone out. Yes. So like, like, that's awesome. how I Great. Think thanks. Of it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the TikTok that came out last year about the woman who found an entire other apartment behind her bathroom mirror? Yes. And it's still <laughs> the cold flush I just felt right now, Allison. The cold, it was just like ice in my belly. I, yes, I remember that. I will, these are the things I will remember until I'm dead. From now yeah. until death, I will think about finding it like that there's a potential apartment behind like my bathroom sink it just mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's too much it's too yeah much. <laughs> so who are your favorite horror directors I would say definitely Wes Craven I mean how can he not be I would like to see I love Jordan Peele I love Jordan's movies I think he's amazing I'm super excited for Nope 
<laughs> I like Ari Aster stuff. Uh, definitely would like to see more from Nia DaCosta, who did Candyman. I really, really enjoy that Candyman a lot. And I am a massive Flanagan fan. Yeah. Like, I literally refer to it as I'm a Flana fan. Like, it's <laughs> embarrassing. But I'm a huge Mike Flanagan. Everything Mike Flanagan does is just, I watch it immediately. And it's just absolutely my, my favorite. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah, me too. He can do no wrong. I always say in Flanagan, we trust. I'm like, do we need yeah. something translated? Give it to Flanagan. He can do it. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> I don't want anyone touching Stephen King except for him. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I loved Dr. Sleep. The camera work in Dr. Sleep, like when when like the, the perspective tilts was just absolutely my favorite. Honey, the Honey uh, Hill House, Fly Manor I loved. Midnight Mass was just chef's oh. kiss. I loved yeah. Midnight Mass. <laughs> And I'm not even like a big vampire person. And that I was just like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really liked Midnight Mass and I am definitely not a vampire person. I, yeah. I hate vampires, but this yeah, I somehow just, dealt with that. So I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is about vampires. I just, I don't know, there's too many rules, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I just find them, they just don't do it for me. I don't know. But I was like, oh, Flanagan's going to do vampires? Okay. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Like, just take all my money, please. Take it. <laughs> What is your favorite Flanagan movie? Not counting the shows. I have to, not counting the shows, I would have to say, I think it's, I think it's Hush. Oh, nice. Once again. Yeah. Little home invasion action. Yep. <laughs> it's such an yeah. original concept and it's like, it's always good. I watch it about once yep. a year. So yep. I really, I really like Hush. I know, yeah. I feel like Oculus is most of my favorite and I just, I don't know. I loved Hush. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really like Oculus too. Uh, yeah, but it's a yeah. little bit more graphic, I want to say. Mm. So I think Hush is better if you're like, want to freak somebody out. Yeah, I mean, Hush is that it's a perfect psychological horror. Yeah, like it's just, it's so good. And also, I love the little like when I found out that the character's book that she's, I think that she wrote is called Midnight Mass. Yeah, because he'd been working on Midnight Mass for so long. I yeah. was just like, oh. My writer heart breaks for you, Mike. I know what it's like <laughs> to have this project just carry on for so yeah. long. <laughs> well, speaking of you being a writer, you have two books, Ghost Girl and This Appearing House. Do you want to tell me a little bit about them and their middle grade horror? And tell me what that means too. Okay. So they are both middle grade horror. So they're for ages like eight to 12. Uh, ghost Girl's a ghost story. It's right there in the title. It's a story about me and her best friend, Elijah, and her bully turned buddy, Nellie, they have to team up when a stranger comes, a new principal comes to town after a big storm. Some people go missing. Principal's super creepy. And he has the ability to manifest everyone's deepest desire. So whatever the thing you want the most in the world, he can make you believe it happened. And so things start going really south from there. Um, and the kids get together and there's like a whole creepy wood scene and they got to go to the library to figure out what's going on. It gets a little Scooby-Doo. Someone called it very Scooby-Doo. And I was like, that's the best review I've ever gotten. Thank you. I can die now. And this appearing house, which is coming out this summer, is about a girl who is right on. She, her name is Jacqueline. She goes by Jack. She's right on the five-year marker of a cancer diagnosis. So she's five years out. So She's dealing with some anxiety about that and everything she went through and how she's navigating her trauma. And all of a sudden, this house appears out of nowhere on the end of the cul-de-sac. And it's a haunted house story. And she goes in with her best friend and they get trapped in there. 
And the whole thing is about her coming to terms with what she went through and how trauma works and lots of icky feeling stuff. <laughs> and that was very much based on like my experiences because I had been diagnosed with cancer in 2014. So it was like, I wrote that book thinking, okay, I just wrote about what I went through and that's that and that's all it'll ever be. And it'll just be a file on my computer. And my friend Amber read it and we share an agent and she was like, no, you need to send this in like this. You need to send it. And, and it's been kind of great because a lot of the early reactions to it are that it's because it's not like a cancer book. Like the word is said once at the very end and that's it. So I've had some people who have read it say to me that like they could insert whatever traumatic experience they have had. Like I had someone say that they felt like their struggles with addiction could be slotted into the story. I had someone say that like they were a survivor of sexual assault and it, it like it could fit in. So I'm hoping that, you know, it'll have like a, a wide appeal because it's not just about like this one specific thing. So yeah, so I'm excited for that to come out. I'm terrified also because, you know, like I said, because it's so personal for me and I really didn't think it was going to be anything anyone else was going to read, but it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds incredible. Um, I hope, I hope it does. I think it sounds like it will help kids deal with their own trauma because kids are definitely, our kids are definitely not given enough resources for. And I agree. I I very much think that like, I, I think that because again, it goes back to the gatekeeper thing. I feel like adults opt more to hide things from kids than to give them the resources to face it, to deal with it. And you think about everything the kids have been through in the last two years. I mean, and if you're like 10 years old, like that's a lot of like the two years of this pandemic is a lot of their time. Like that's, you know, it's just, they've been through a lot. So, so I, I, my hope is that something like this would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me again, when does this appearing house come out? It is out August 16th this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Five months, five months away. Five months. Woo. Wow. That sounds really <laughs> soon. No way you say it like that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it'll probably go by really quickly, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Are you working yeah. on any, any new projects? I am. I am currently revising a sample that my editor wants to take to acquisitions, which is how you, because it when you, that's how they, they, you get a book made is that everyone at the publishing house has to be like, yeah, we're all going to, we all agree to this. So it's, it takes place in a meeting called acquisitions. So that is a witch book. And it's about, it's a, it's a witch origin story because there is no universe in which the witch would be the bad guy in my world. So it's about a, a twins and their best friend who discover that they're witches. And it's very like period positive. It's very feminist. Um, I'm super excited about it. And then I have a couple other things that I'm kind of working on on the side, which are also still middle grade. And then I'm tinkering with an adult horror novel, but just tinkering, still tinkering. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The period positive book sounds, sounds great. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for that one too, because I'm, I'm, I'm not here for period shaming. I, yeah. I will not tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not in 2020. No, <laughs> so I mean, no. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. I can't wait to see what happens with all of this. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> so how, how do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch? I get a lot, like, I, on the horror community on Twitter, I get recommendations from there. But it's also just kind of, like, it depends on, like, sometimes it depends on what I'm working on, too. Because I, 
like there are writers who are like, oh, I can't absorb any media when I'm working on something. I can't, I'm, but I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I want to write a rich book. Let's find all the witch things to watch, <laughs> you know? And I recently, I've been on a Hulk far, a Hulk, Hulk horror, jeez, <laughs> thing lately because I watched that documentary, Woodlands Dark and- On Shutter. Yeah, Days Something. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, on Shutter. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of folk horror that I've never seen. So it's like been very cool to like go back and watch stuff from before I was born, like stuff from the 70s and stuff. Like that's been that's been a really good time. But otherwise, I also just go on Shutter and just be like, mm, I don't know, this looks good. I've never heard of this. I'll just watch this next. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And you're like, wow, that was terrible. Okay. <laughs> that is 90 minutes. I'll never get back. Exactly. Thank you for that. <laughs> Have you watched Fresh yet on Hulu? I haven't. Is it good? It's really good. It's really I good. I heard it was good. Yeah. It is on the list. I What I need to do is I need to make a lot of money and not have to go to work and just stay home and yeah. watch horror movies all day. That's what I That's what I truly need is to be well. I hear you. Yeah. That's oh. what we all need. <laughs> it's true. We all need to get out of capitalism. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what which movies have you watched recently? So I'm trying to think when I, because I set that aside. So that was a little while ago. God, what did, well, I watched, I did watch The Witch, uh, which I, which, which, which I loved. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I'm like completely blanking now because it was a bit ago. We'll circle around to that. Let me see All if right. I can try and remember. All right, cool. Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Oh, for sure. For sure. I feel like Eli Roth and I have nothing to say to each other <laughs> at this point. We have zero relationship and it's best kept that way. I watched Sallow, mm. and I will never get that time back <laughs> or get those images out of my head. And I will never go back there again because that was just a lot. It's a lot. I don't know if you've seen it, but I deeply wish I hadn't. Say that I, much. I have not heard. I have not seen it, but I have heard oh. that it is extreme. Oh, it is like... I hear people talking about like that Serbian, a Serbian one, film, yeah. a Serbian film, and I'm like, and it was compared to Salo, and I was like, absolutely not. I will go nowhere near that mm. at all, because right. nope. But yeah, like hostile. Any also, I I don't do like rape revenge, yeah. like any any anything that gets real salty. I'm like, no, thank you, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched the movie Revenge on Shutter? I haven't, but I know some. I I know someone who did and said that I should watch that one. It is really good. It, the sexual assault part isn't very long, so it's mostly okay. just about her being a badass, like in the desert, trying to kill okay, these I people. Okay, I can gel with that. Yeah. I can definitely gel with that. Yeah, I, I think didn't a woman make that too? Yeah, I think See, so. that feels safer. Also, like yeah. I'm like okay, I try like. I get a little get a little nervous when the men's are doing things like that because I'm like, hmm, are we sure, guys? Are we sure? Yeah. Do we get do we do we check in with some people to make sure we want to do this? Okay. Yeah. Have you had any women view this before going to cinema? Yeah. Yeah. Did you talk to any woman at all? Just one? Anyone? Uh, after by them? I've never seen Hostel, but I kind of want to watch it now after having watched Martyrs because I feel like if I can survive Martyrs, I can probably survive Hostel. But yeah. I've heard that Hostel is just very bro -y, So It's very bro -y. It's very, I mean, it's Eli Roth. It's very bro -y yeah. And it's, it feels very gratuitous. And it's just, like, I, it's, it's just got a very hold my beer vibe. It's mm -hmm. like, how much gore can I throw at you? And it's like, that's fine. It's fine. Whatever. 
but it's also just like that's crappy storytelling like fuck it like why do i want to why do i want to watch a movie that you didn't really build like a decent plot around and you're just here to torture your characters i mean that's just ugh, that's just lazy writing and i can't i won't stand for it i shan't that's, <laughs> that's fair i've heard hostile 2 can be considered like a feminist horror movie though have you seen hostile 2 i haven't because i was like no to hostile 1 i'm not <laughs> doing that i have also heard that theory yeah so maybe i should maybe i should give it a view i don't know yeah but and, i feel uh, like i can't go in with like an honest like i'm i'm gonna go into this being like okay time for my hate watch you know i don't feel like i'm gonna give it a fair shake but yeah. I should probably see it. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it because I like Heather Matarazzo a lot and mm -hmm. she's queer. So the horror queers did an episode yeah. on Hostel 2. So nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Maybe then. Yeah. All right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so back when we were all packing into movie theaters, did you ever have any interesting experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Yeah, I did. I Listen, I saw Scream. The night oh my it opened goodness. in wow. the theaters. I'm elderly, so I, <laughs> I was old enough to go see Scream. And my sister and I went, and I'm pretty sure that the bruises she left on my arm from squeezing so hard were there for like a year afterwards. I cannot, I mean, it's like, I feel like people, because it's been around for so long, because, you know, Scream's 25 years old now been around for so long that like people don't realize the effect of that opening like yeah. it it blew my mind like when she just I was like she said is that you know they, the way they marketed it with with her like right at the center of the poster yeah. I'm like oh okay is she's gonna be the main girl no and then I was like oh oh she's dead oh she's oh boy and at that point at that point I just any any expectation that I had is completely blown out of the water and I don't know what to even like suspect is coming next and I've never had a viewing experience like that before like it was perfect and I was like right at a great age and it just yeah I was like this is this is my movie and it remains to be so and I think the other the other one the other cool movie going experience that I had it wasn't as, it wasn't like scream but I went in with no knowledge or idea what to expect from what we do in the shadows. Mm. And I just absolutely loved that. I know that's like, it's more of a comedy, but like I do have a soft spot for some comedy horror, but yeah, what we, I, I, what, seeing what we do in the shadows, knowing absolutely nothing about it was just a great experience. I was like, it's like a documentary on, and also again, vampires, not my favorite. Yeah. Except for what we do in the shadows, which I absolutely love. <laughs> Awesome. I have yet to ever watch that. So maybe I'll put uh, that on my list. Well, I feel like you you I feel like you said before you're not a big comedy horror fan. Uh, no, I'm definitely I'm definitely not. I really like Benny Loves You and Willie's Wonderland. And like that's where it ends. So <laughs> I don't know why I like those two. Maybe it's because of who I watched them with. Like one of my friends right. came over and we watched it and then, but I don't know. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're gonna give any comedy horror a chance, make it what we do in the shadows. Okay. Because if right. that doesn't win you over, I don't think anything will. And that's fine. That's totally yeah. fine. But I highly doubt anything else will get you if that doesn't get you. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. so deeply jealous that you saw Scream in theaters. Were there a lot of people there? Elder. It was packed. Okay. All right. It was packed. Like, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, every 
after that, the success of the first one, I mean, like every every theater after that was packed. But I don't, there was just a general like excitement. I just think they did a really good job marketing this film. So, you know, it was, and I grew up in a small town. So it's like, it didn't, you know, there weren't that many theaters. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not surprised it was crowded, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an incredible experience. That's cool. Did, what did you think of Scream 5? I loved it. I want to see it again. I didn't, I just saw it recently because I didn't go, I have, I have not worked myself up to going back to theaters since okay. the pandemic. So I have not, it's like pretty much the only, like I'm back at museums, you know, I'm cool to go to, but the, I don't, I haven't gotten into a theater yet. But um, So I saw it when it came on streaming and I loved it. I need to see it again. I loved the new kids, but I yeah. feel like I was so focused on like our final girl trio. Like I was so focused on the original characters that I feel like I missed a lot of the great parts with the with the new kids, which I really, I really want to see. And I love the way they tied it back. I love that like Randy was their uncle. Like it yeah. just all those little things. That's all, you know, Randy. Yeah. Miss that guy. <laughs> <sighs> So besides Scream 5, what has been your favorite horror movie that you've seen so far in 2022? So Scream 5 is probably my favorite one that I've seen so far, but I am super, super excited for Nope, which I think is July. And I'm super excited after having seen the trailer for The Black Phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that mask. I was like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> That mask that man is wearing, oof, I was like, nope. this is going to be good. I am super <laughs> excited about those two. So yeah, yeah, those are my big two ones. Very, very cool. Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like, or do you have any unpopular horror movie opinions? I mean, I'm sure I've got plenty of trash opinions, like without a doubt. I feel like I definitely do. I feel, okay, so this, this is going to be embarrassing to admit, but like, I don't even know what it's called. I always refer to it as just like really decadent horror, but like I have a weird like appeal to like, God, this is so bad. <laughs> Things like like the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the Brana, which is just like so over the top and ridiculous <laughs> because everything that man does is over the top and ridiculous. And like, I still just love it. Or like the Bram Stoker's Dracula, it's so ridiculously overacted and like even Keanu can't save that movie and I still am like yeah let's do Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> like Sleepy Hollow like these, these terrible movies they're like not particularly good movies but I'm like there's something so over the top about it that I just I'm like yeah okay I love you yeah I love yeah. are you talking about the 1999 Sleepy Hollow Yes. Yeah, no, I love that movie. I watch it like every oh year. Oh my god. So I, I do not think you're alone on loving these movies. We'll put it out on Twitter. I'm sure right, you're gonna right. get a lot of a lot of love. I, I hope so because I've always been like like I'll watch them and I'm like, these are not good horror movies, Ellie. What are you doing? But I'm like, but I love this terrible it's not even terrible. I don't think Sleepy Hollow is terrible. Like I thought it was pretty cool. It's just I don't know, it's just so decadent. Yeah. Like it's just the costumes are extra. Everything's extra in these movies. And I'm like, really here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my hot take, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Oh, okay. So I knew you were going to ask this because I've been listening to your show a lot. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be Jaws. But hear me out. 
<laughs> it's not because Jaws isn't amazing. It's because Jaws is amazing and could be so much better now. Because I would do like a shot by shot, complete, like every, I wouldn't change anything, wouldn't change a line of dialogue, wouldn't change any way the shots are. I would just make the shark better. Like just so, it could be so much better now. Like it could be so much better. So yeah, I would remake Jaws and everyone would hate me for it. <laughs> not not if it had a better shark. So. Yeah, it just needs a better shark. And now we have this technology to have a really good shark. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, Jaws. It would have to be Jaws. Awesome. So my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? So I had thought initially i was like oh i bet the gremlins would be a good time but then i was like in about 15 minutes they'd be so fucking annoying like i would i would wind up killing them or they would kill me so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with krampus i feel like he'd be a good time and i can keep christmas in my heart so he's gonna have no beef with me and we're just gonna like chill out and watch movies and he's gonna have big weird horns and it's gonna be great oh I love krampus it. yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, for taking the time. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Sure. So I'm on the socials. It's just at Ali Malinenko and I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I have a website and my books are in stores and libraries near you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will leave links to all of those in the show notes. Thank and you. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait thank to uh, read Disappearing House. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Allie Melaninko, and thanks to Allie for coming on. I'll leave links to her socials and where you can buy Ghost Girl and pre-order This Appearing House in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.